Welcome to Seers, Beers, Knowers, and Doers, a podcast about intuition. Do you know what that is? Intuition to me is that inner sense for knowing that something is true, and yet I have no proof. But there's so many definitions, and there's so many ways it can come. I'm looking to bring together and share with you some amazing guests who have some amazing life stories and also some insights into how intuition can come. I'm looking to gather those crows in the trees. I hope you're one of them. I hope that this podcast inspires you to be more connected to your intuition. And I hope that by doing that, we make the world a better place. Thanks for coming on this journey with me. Before we get started today, I would love to share some tools with you to help with stress and feeling overwhelmed, especially for the energetically sensitive person. Feel free to go to my store on my website at www.healingvitality.ca. Thanks so much for coming on this journey with me. So today I'm super excited to reconnect with somebody I've known for, oh goodness, 16 years. Crazy. Time flies. Connie Cunningham, thank you so much for saying yes. Thank you very much, Heather. So, Connie, tell us about yourself. I see myself now as as a, a slash, an outer level and an inner level. And by that, I mean as who who people see me as. Probably as a mom. I'm a big sister. My job, my full time job, is at uh, Costco. Been there for 25 years. On Monday. In the midst of working at Costco, Heather is one of the reasons, you are one of the reasons why my life changed direction. Mm-hmm. I was working with you a bit and I had met you through Costco and you were taking a nutrition course at the time. And at the time, my daughter was very young and I had a lot of questions, but I didn't have a lot of answers. And you connected me to a world that changed my life forever. I went on to take the same course that you did, and I was just in awe of what I was learning and and how the information that we were receiving through the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition was hidden. My daughter had a a bout of ear infections over and over and over, and my intuition, I guess at the time I didn't realize it, told me that there was some reason why this was happening and and the doctors were telling me that you know that it just happens that kids get ear infections and that you know they need to have their adenoids out or their tonsils and they were faulty and even though at the time I wouldn't say I was a believer in God I knew that something wasn't right and it didn't make sense that we were made with all these parts that could just be extracted and it was no big deal Mm-hmm. But at the time, I asked the wrong people the right questions, so I got the same answers. Um, I asked other mothers who had their children's adenoids or tonsils out, and they said that they were fine and continued to ask the specialist and my doctor the questions, and they said, no, it's just it's just the way it is. So I obviously wanted to help my daughter, and we had her adenoids out, and she did come through the surgery, but... Four weeks, three, four weeks later, uh, she had another ear infection. So at the time, I was sharing this with you, and you said, maybe she's sensitive to dairy. And 
I thought you were crazy. I know. I can still remember. I can still remember trying to keep up with you on cash, packing things. And you'd be asking me questions. And I I was like the slowest packer working with the fastest cashier on. <laughs> but obviously a divine intervention because yeah. it really changed the direction, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, because of that and because of the questions, it took me six months. I continued to ask questions, but why? But why don't the doctors tell me? But why doesn't this person tell me? And your natural Heather response was, I don't know, just try it. So the reason why I couldn't get my head wrapped around it, because my daughter at the time, all I knew about nutrition was cheese was protein and my daughter didn't like meat. So I put cheese on everything. Mm-hmm. So I forget how old she was, five or six. So when you have to take something like cheese out of a child's diet, it becomes a big deal when that's all they like. I put cheese on her broccoli. Amazing, amazing difference within three weeks. And the black circles under her eyes were gone, the drippy nose and the ear infections. Never has been on antibiotics since then and was on seven bouts of antibiotics up until that time. So after that incident, I felt the need to take the course and share this information with other people. And I must say, just people, some people I know, some people that came to me uh, seeking help and some people that I just did the same thing that you did, just gave out the information, posed a question, what if you took it away from them? Um, I worked with a gentleman who had twins, and he would tell me that one of his boys was sitting in the corner all the time because he just seemed sad. And basically, it was because he always had a sinus infection. And when he took the cheese away, he was a different kid. Aw, isn't it crazy? It is. So since then... Yeah, 16, 17 years ago, I've just had this wanting to share information with people and that there's more information out there than just what we see. Yes, and you're excellent at that. Since I've known you, you have this way of drawing people in. I mean, Costco's a hard sell for some of this stuff, but you have this way of drawing people in and stating things in such a clear down-to-earth way that makes them think for themselves so i think that's one of your gifts and i know a lot of people have you know saw me as as something different but i must say that i have met such incredible people either through um my co-workers or from people that i just met randomly from from being there mm-hmm. that have you know really enriched my life so it's been really great well and you're another example of somebody i've got i've tried to get to quit their job i know one of the other podcast guests i i stumbled in that way but it, it is that you're exactly where you're supposed to be right because you keep getting drawn back in and doing a service at that store for many many people i think and i i have to agree yeah yeah. I had nudges to leave, but I don't think they were for the right reasons. Wow. And tomorrow it may be different. Who knows? Yeah, we don't know the future. But you've done a service up to this point, being there for sure. Yes, for sure. So 
when you asked me the question, I was talking about my outer level and my inner level. So those are basically, I feel now, are my, it's, it's what I do. It's what people recognize me as. I also was a fitness instructor for a very long time. And I was, was a certified fitness instructor. And then I felt like I wanted to teach my own way of fitness just in the fact that I would take um, some aerobics, some step moves, add the music to it, and do some yoga, and also do some dance moves, and had a lot of fun with that. But as I get a little bit older, and I would do about three or four yoga sessions, and then it was five yoga songs, seven yoga songs, and then I started to teach yoga. The biggest question I get from people is, what type of yoga do you teach? And I tell them right out front that what I do as far as yoga is concerned is teaching and using that time on the mat to be still and to listen and to let go of previous programming, beliefs you might have that don't serve you. I have the the utmost respect for the all the different yoga teachers because it takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of money to be a yoga teacher. So when somebody says, oh, you teach yoga, I let them know right up front that I just do it because it feels right. Yes, the moves are important and using your muscles and yes, that that's part of it. But there's lots of places that you can go if you want to pursue a specific type of yoga. But To me, yoga is all about being still so you can listen. Listen for that God voice. Get rid of all the clutter and take that time. I know some of the people that come to my classes really love them because we're focused on that. And, I mean, they can absolutely, you know, run, work out any other way they like. But it's a time that we can take just to listen Hmm. Um, the other part of myself and this will go into the intuition part is the inner level mostly I would say on the top that that I've changed is I'm a truth seeker and seeking for the truth sometimes is hard because that means some of the things that you previously believed that you have to get rid of Mm -hmm. and for example When I believed in a system that was there to help my daughter, it took me six months just to change her diet. So that means my previous programming, my previous beliefs were that those people were there to help me. And I'm not saying that some of them aren't. I'm saying in my particular case, I was looking for an answer and I didn't feel I got one. And I didn't get one because my daughter continued to be sick. So in the midst of all this, I came upon learning about the spiritual heart through a program called Rediscovery of the Heart. That is a whole other podcast. <laughs> I, I, was, I was just going to say, my goodness, you are, you're bringing up a big topic. Yeah. So I, I'm just touch on that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And what Rediscovery of the Heart is, is learning about our spiritual heart. And once again, I'm unbelieving what we thought was true intuition for me now is much different than it was before i got into rediscovery of the heart and i think it's important to say what i 
thought intuition was and the difference of it now Mm -hmm. because I thought it was something that everybody else had and I didn't. I thought intuition was controlled or planned. I thought intuition was a wisdom that I didn't have. So obviously tells you right away that my thought patterns were, were very negative or likely a lot of people feel that way because they'll put intuition on a pedestal because they're not understanding fully what it is. So I I think what you're saying actually will resonate with a lot of people because people approach me about my podcast thinking, is it just for mystics and people who talk to dead people? And it's like, no, the whole point is exactly what you're about to talk about, Connie. So I think you're going to resonate with a lot of people. Good. So... Rediscovery of the heart is the difference of understanding what the heart is and what the soul is. And we use those terms as synonyms, but what I've learned from seven years of rediscovery of the heart is that they're, they're not the same. So I used to think that the heart meant that you, you love somebody with all your heart, that it says, make sure you make the decision with your heart. But what we don't realize is the heart stores previous programming, whether it be negative or positive. So sometimes we can react based on our heart of our previous program of negativity. If we've been abused or all those things are stored in the heart. And that's why it says in the Bible, guard your heart with all diligence for from it flows all the issues of life. Mm -hmm. So when I was starting with rediscovery of the heart and working with people, we say as a naturopath that we're helping mind, body and spirit. Well, most of the time we all focus on our mind and body and nutrition is very important. Don't get me wrong. Eating foods that are healthy, eating foods that are void of pesticides and and, you know, all those things are still very important. But if it says guard your heart with diligence for from it flows all the issues of life, then it's more than just what you eat. It's what you think about and it's what you believe. Mm -hmm. That has really opened my eyes why people are so sick. Because the control center is buried where our soul can't go, which means our control center is in the heart. But we're trying to do things like willpower. You know, why can't I stop eating this? Why am I overweight? It's, it's such, we're, we're trying to deal with it as if we're, we're bad people, but we're not. We're acting on our previous programming. So it gets very, like I said, it's, it's a deep subject. It's one that I have a whole handful and more of people who get these little nuggets that I sent them and I can talk them off the ledge and I don't mean like in a bad way I mean in a in a funny way and it's really awesome well I know it's had a huge impact on you and how you've changed how you navigate life so it's it's been a really positive thing in your world for sure yes so intuition has changed for me because now I'm not trying to control it I'm not trying to plan anything intuition to me now is asking What does God want of me today? Where does he want me to go? What does he want me to do? Mm -hmm. Not something I asked myself even 10 years ago. 
And it's, you know, knowing the lie versus the truth. That's basically what everything comes down to. Um, we know in our world today, there's, there's so many people that have questions. This doesn't make sense. Why, you know, is it right over here, but it's not right over there? So there's, you know, a lot of shifting going on with mm-hmm. the lie versus the truth. Mm-hmm. And what I love about teaching my classes I mean, yoga is just happens to be an easy way to describe what we're doing, but it's because we're not doing. We're just be still and know that I am God. It doesn't say work three different jobs, try to be in every committee you can be in, go harder, run faster. It says be still. And I think in this time, it's such an important message. And I remind myself of that every morning. Yeah, I was talking to you about the name of this podcast (laughs) before we got started. And it's exactly that. I always start my day. Show me what I need to know. Show me what I need to see. Show me what I need to do. Show me what I need to be. Show me what I need to hear. Like guide, guard and protect. Help me be of service kind of thing. So it's, yeah, there's so many different ways that it can manifest, but the people get psyched out by the stillness because they think that, that's when all the busy happens mm-hmm. and it's sticking with it through the busy or refocusing on the breath or on the scenery or, or on being present on something bigger than you. That's, that's positive that helps people be more. I find helps me be. Yeah. It helps me be anyway, so it might help somebody else. So such a good message, Connie. One of the parallels I use when I'm in my class is to remind people of the hurricane. Um, You can go on YouTube and and just Google it of the eye of the storm, Mm -hmm. and they'll show an airplane going through. And it's everything that our heart is, is there's a mirror in nature. For example, you know, our hearts are a garden. So having beautiful, nutritious plants needs good soil. You need to have, you know, not a lot of rocks or or weeds that choke out the plants. I mean, any way you look at taking weeds out of your garden, nutritious soil, plants, it needs sun, light, and water. I mean, there's just so many parallels. Yeah. For sure. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit, Connie. How does your intuition come to you? My intuition comes to me mostly with questions. So I'll have a question, and if I'm contemplating something, I will open my Bible or one of my favorite books, and the answer is there. It's a feeling. You, you couldn't have planned it. And, and what I said earlier about me thinking that intuition was controlled or planned and that other people had a special power. It's not a special power. It's listening to where God wants me to be and where I'm supposed to go. I'd like to share a little story about seeing intuition in a four-year-old, and that's my daughter. We we're playing in the backyard one day and I was laying on a uh, lawn chair and just enjoying the sun. And she was old enough where I could close my eyes and I could still hear her in the yard playing, but there was crows in the trees. There was lots of crows. 
And I don't know what was happening, but they were so loud and they sounded mad and and it just sounded like there was something really going on. But I was laying there thinking, what is going on with these crows and what, like, how come it's so loud? In my head, I was saying it. And my daughter ran over to me at four and said, mommy, mommy, what's wrong? She says, I know those crows are bothering you because I can feel your pain. There you go, right? Yeah. So do you get feelings, Connie, or do you get just annoying, like I need to know, go do this, like, or are you, when you're, when you're led, we'll say, is it just you find yourself doing something, or do you have an an awareness of, I need to go do that, so off you go and do it? How does it? No, there's no awareness. After the fact, there's never an awareness, it's just a... Uh, a nudge and for example working at Costco when we were in the old building our lunchroom was upstairs well I would never spend my breaks on the floor you, you want to get away from the busyness and the hecticness and you only have a half an hour so you just want to sit and have your lunch and, and and quiet right in the middle of eating one day it was like go look at the books right and so there was no there was no conversation what do you mean go look at the books it was like just up and I go down and this this happened to me twice um the first book was natural cures what they don't want you to know about yes up at I was around 40 at the time and before that I'm honestly could say I probably didn't read a whole book since high school that nudge that's changed (laughs) yeah I have a two bookshelves full of books I couldn't stop reading I just I still can't I'm just I'm like a kid with three favorite toys. I have my three favorite books, and I'll I'll switch them out, and it's it's really funny. One is Rediscovery of the Heart and my Bible, and then there's always an extra one that just kind of pulls on me. Yeah. The other the other nudge was same idea: go buy a book. But I had no previous. Oh, I did this before, and buying that book led me to sharing it with the second book. Uh, the healing codes led me to telling my friend about it who picked out Larry Napier's name who was in charge of rediscovery of the heart oh there you go funny (laughs) yeah so you've got a few things going on there you hear it and then you do it and then you get the follow-through so very cool well my goodness we've we've covered a lot of ground in a short amount of time we have. <laughs> I love it. Is there anything else you wish to share? You had asked me earlier what nudged me to purchase a halo. Yes. So I do want to mention that because it's something that I have. It's a light therapy device and a water therapy device. It uses a series of plants, botanicals, herbs that are extracted, placed into little vials. And by using an ultraviolet light, the ultraviolet light carries the herbs and botanicals of nutrition into either water or your body. Sounds super crazy. Everything's Um, energy. But it is all energy. And the intention of the plants and the energy of the nutrition in the vials are easily absorbed by the body so there's no side effects. So that is something that is uh, extremely exciting for me. I've seen some amazing things happen with the halo. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we talk about nutrition, 
that's why it, it really resonated with me because it was a, another way to get nutrition into our body and to use the, the benefits of herbs and botanicals. I mean, we know uh, through bok flower remedies, mm-hmm. its energies, we know through uh, essential oils. It's just another way to really help the body be in the state it wants to be in, which is extreme health, happiness, and peace. Well, and it's direct drive because when you put it into water, which we are water, plants, animals, right? When you put it into water, it it easily resonates with, with the one ingesting it. So it's very, very, very cool. Good. Well, thank you so much, Connie, for today. I really appreciate you sharing all your stories and insights and especially how you journeyed from one side to the other of your understanding of intuition, because I think that really will resonate with a lot of people. Thanks so much, Connie. Have a great day. You too, Heather. Thank you so much for giving us your time today. We truly appreciate our guests for sharing their stories and insights about how intuition has impacted their lives. And I'm so grateful for Peter Trainer for his time in giving me this original music. It's now your turn. It's your turn to listen and act on your own intuition and help make the world a better place. Until next time, keep seeing, being, knowing, and doing. If you like this podcast, please share it. If you want to find others like it, go to www.healingvitality.ca or wherever you would find your podcasts. We would love to have you join us on this journey. Come be a crow sitting in the tree. Be part of our community.